0: It's quite amazing. Ask not what your voice can do for you.
1: It's so hard not to be hyped when that song comes in. I was like holding back. Usually I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's like, Parker. Can't figure it out. Can't do this every time with me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but welcome, this is the Haas Boys Podcast. Yes. My name is Max, I got Parker on my left. Hi. I got Mike on my right. Yeah, you do. And we're here to talk Formula One. What are we talking about today? Formula One.
0: Oh, okay, <laughs> good, good,
1: I got some <laughs> um, some stuff to lead off the podcast with. This is a listener. This is Donald Fritz. He wrote in. Don That's Fritz. That's a made up name. Uh-huh. Donnie Fritz Fritz. I mean, we have to address some of these things. This is actually isn't a question, this is a correction. Okay, and, oh. and I know Mike, Mike wasn't feeling well last week. He was kind of <laughs> coming off the flu or a cold. Yeah, it He was kind of delirious. So there back. were a few mistakes in the show. Yeah, absolutely. So oh. I'll give you a chance to clear them.
0: Actually, should we step out of the room and you can just do a full
1: apology <laughs> to the camera? Yeah, a confessional. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. We can, uh, we can put a, a YouTube up that says, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> put you in a, in a big with fluffy a hoodie. Yeah, put you in a big fluffy hoodie with a messy, messy bun, and just yeah. say I'm
1: sorry. Well, the fans are upset, so we're glad Donald wrote in. He's written in before, which is great. And he says Gunter has American citizenship. Just listen to the last podcast. <laughs> so our okay. last podcast. Yeah, I think we were talking about people that we were trying to think of someone who has American citizenship, right? And, and I was like, oh yeah, we thought of that after we said whoever we were talking about, Zach or something. There was also a few other things that were... Yes. Oh,
0: so he is the coolest American. Right. Oh, yeah. He yeah, is. Yeah, yeah okay. the good,
1: that's what it was. That's coolest. what it was. What else? Um, that was um, what he wrote in. But Hulk I think-
0: started on softs
2: that's in the last right. race, but the wing is why he... Actually, fell position. So that was
1: yeah. my mistake. All of us fall short of the glory of God. And, you know? and, and we follow Mike because we trust in his knowledge so yeah. much.
2: Yeah, but sometimes when you don't feel well, also in the first episode, I said it was Toyota and it was Honda before it was Braun. Okay. Oh. So, well,
1: now that Mike has confessed, that, uh, we can give him his point. Should we all make a confession? Renovated. Now? <laughs> uh, I haven't made a mistake yet oh, in my life. Oh, no. my. Just AirPods. Lonely at the top. <laughs> Just the AirPods thing. (laughs) Got it.
2: We got got those points. Also, (laughs)
1: Holkenberg's age. I also got that wrong. (laughs) I made rules of those. I publicly said, I publicly acknowledged that I do not know anything. I am the F1 noob in this equation. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) All right, I have an activity for us. Yeah, thanks, Donald. Everyone write in your questions. I have an activity for us. This is called Hot or Not. Oh. And I have young pictures of team principals
0: (laughs) for you guys.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean if you guys can guess what they are, then that's great too. But okay. then you can but then tell me, hot or not. And
0: well, it's one or the other. How young are we talking, Max? Because this might get
1: weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna get weird. It's age appropriate. Okay Yeah. Okay. Unless these are deceptive <laughs> He's pictures. <convincing> himself. <laughs> yeah, this'll be fine. <laughs> this is at least over according 20, to my standard. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> First one. Hot or not? And also, who is it? Oh, it's Zach. It's Zach. Oh my gosh. Not Not. not for
0: Mike. He's hotter now, for sure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A little extra weight, and he got a lot hotter. We'll put these up on the Instagram for the episode, for sure.
0: That's that's a little boy that doesn't know who he is. He's a little bit nervous. Is that the picture? Yeah, he's nervous.
2: Yeah, Yeah, he is. He's wearing someone else's name on his chest. That's how little he knows about himself. (laughs) Yeah, he
0: hasn't even sold his first ad yet. Maybe we see the
1: origins, though. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, next one. He's like, one. I could just
0: wear ads on my body.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, next one. I mean, like I said, Yo. these are the youngest pictures I could find in the quick research. <laughs> this that, isn't a principle, but- That's definitely Lauren Do you know who Strull. this is? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Why does he look older? <laughs> he does. He, he seriously does he look, look he older. looks
0: older and he looks- Super gross. Yeah, he does. He <laughs> he's looks- like this sweaty, half-smoked cigar. Like, yeah. And I told him if he ever comes back here, <laughs> he's yeah. got a it bullet. Is very, to like paint.
1: Brooklyn gangster. Vibe. <laughs> yeah, right. it does. It does. Yeah. So you said not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. He seriously looks younger. Next now. one. Is that oh, Frederick? he Looks the exact same. He looks yeah. the same. It's See, hot, hot But it's he's Pretty, pretty old. <laughs> probably like 20 years old yeah french don't <laughs> crack so hot you said hot yeah oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah he's yeah, phil hot. collins there french, so <laughs> <back>. he's like <laughs> he's kind of phil Collinsy. yeah he just sits
2: down into the piano and busts out tarzan and I that's mean, that's guys, what i expect from fred yo t- i mean toto oh yeah he's a he's handsome babe. devil yeah, yeah a, that a, guy's always a better man. Man. there's a reason you can't just wear a freaking turtleneck and yeah. be Zach Brown, like you. Yeah. You can only Toto Wolf can pull off a turtleneck
1: Yeah, he looks. He looks like he could be like in the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Okay, yeah. last one. I mean, it's the oldest oh. I could kind of find. <laughs> I'm sure there's I mean, others if I dug deep. It looks, that's like very 2005. It looks the same is to me because he's just just as handsome now. Yeah, so Jack, I cl- I clipped him out. He's talking to nikki Lauda. So when was that, Mike? That would have been Jaguar. just
2: before Red Bull, a Jaguar, Ford, and he was technical director of the team.
0: What year? So, what year would that have been if you? Oh, Red oh, Bull. it just Link. looks like a 2006, 2005. I think photo. that's a really good guess,
2: but I'd have to check because I think it was right before or during the economic
0: shuffle collapse in, mm. of 08 ish period. Okay.
2: But I want to say it was like 05, when
0: Ford, uh, Jag, managing up. director until 2003. Oh, so it was earlier. And then Red Bull was 05 to 08. Okay, so 05 is when he officially... So, w- no, he made the purchase in 2004. So Jaguar purchased in 2004. Okay. So I guess there was one year between Jaguar and, uh, and Red Bull of no racing? I think that they st- probably still raced. I would assume <laughs> that probably what it
2: was is this sort of limbo era, which is kind of what Alfa Romeo, Audi...
0: Jaguar's new management offered Steiner another role, but he declined and spent the 2003 season on Garden Lave. Oh, okay. Which means that he goes and sits in his uh, sits in his neighbor's garden. He says, I do beg your pardon, but I am in your garden.
1: It's <laughs> doing what Daniel's doing. That's what a Garden leave is. So, Gunter, hot, we agree. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, I saved him to the end because, yeah, there's yeah, no doubt. Yeah, there's he's no definitely doubt. the king of the castle. Well, thanks for playing Hot or Not. We'll have to do that again with more F1 people. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I left out Otmar for a reason. He is smoke show. Freaking smoke show. Freaking crack smoke show. (laughs) I
2: think think what you meant to say was smoke
0: house.
1: He's a a freaking smoke crack show.
0: He's he's a crack (laughs) smoke (laughs) house, that guy. Uh, The listeners should send in any photos as well and have us guess. That'd maybe, be fun. maybe like child photos so we
1: can guess who it is. <laughs> it's the guess who this is. Just guess who this is on those. <laughs> like what's You're the, it's out. a baby, it's a baby beauty pageant. Yeah. yeah.
0: Who made a nice baby?
1: <laughs> That's what we're saying, right? That's the name of the contest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice, um, baby, is, we'll well, nice baby. That's what we will call it. Nice baby. Moving on. Moving on. We need to. G- we have uh, some news we want to cover with Ferrari, Fred Vassour, and some of the things happening at Ferrari. Okay. We also want to kind of briefly go over. We have a race week this week in Jeddah. later in the episode we want to talk about Alonso because there's been a lot of news around him we think he could be a fun force this year and we've never really talked deeply about him before let's dive in first off Ferrari and the shakeups happening Ferrari this year has kind of
2: we'll say predictably made some adjustments with Fred Vessier coming on board and I feel like one of the things that you can expect from a new team principal especially at an organization like Ferrari where they've reached the top of the hill and then just stumbled down it, not staked a flag at the top. You can expect that there's going to just be a huge shake-up.
1: Yeah. You know, there's just no way that it's going to stay the same. Because if you're new to Formula 1, last year's team principal was Benotto. Everyone hated him. (laughs) We all hated him. Yes. Parker's deemed him
0: stinky. (laughs) Stinky Benotto. Clown. Stinky clown boy.
1: (laughs) And they have replaced him with Fred Vasseur, who we hope is going to be great
2: and so far i think that fred's doing exactly what anyone would have done just as the quick background for those of you who haven't listened to previous episodes binotto had been at ferrari his entire career his influence ran deep into michael schumacher years He mm. wow. was over engine development while michael was racing and so Mattia binotto is a huge part of what the team at Ferrari is currently mm. A part of me still thinks that Benotto probably should have stayed involved at Ferrari on just a different tier. Team principal didn't suit him.
0: However, he was a big technical guy. The the problem is you can't. You can't stay and then go to a different role. Yeah, nobody will ever do that. And so,
2: truth be told, I think it would be high hopes to assume that it was possible, but it just wasn't going to happen. So, to your point, Fred Vassier comes in, Mattia's out. But now everybody who's in their positions at Ferrari have been either in them before Mattia took over or was placed there by Mattia. Mm. It's a very old uh, regime. Right. And the structure had kind of remained in in a way that had been so stubborn. Hmm. you know as we saw a lot of strategy struggles and and all sorts of problems last year it just didn't seem like anyone ever answered for what was going on so fred vassier's first change when he got to the team had a strategy gone
1: that was the first thing that left the strategies were so good (laughs) (laughs) was that guy sweating the minute bonotto left
2: oh i'm sure he's like (laughs) when does the phone ring It's like staring at his iPhone on the coffee table. Yeah,
1: it's that meme of like the puppet monkey just like looking around. (laughs) (laughs) Totally, totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, head of strategy was first to be
2: let go. So bad. He was. He actually was moved. He didn't get let go. So he's Mm -hmm. still a Ferrari, but not in that place.
0: Is Uh, he David Sanchez out
2: hand towels in the bathroom? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Okay. The latest development is David Sanchez now. He Mm. was head of vehicle concept, Mm. okay?
1: The old David Sanchez. Dirty David Sanchez. The old dirty David Sanchez. (laughs) Gosh,
2: (laughs) Urban Dictionary has ruined society for the next 30 years continually.
0: I didn't have to look that up in Urban Dictionary. (laughs) That's what they call it. (laughs) So, David
2: Sanchez is the most recent loss at Ferrari, and he was head of vehicle concept. So, he was basically responsible for the brand new Ferrari car, the one that they're currently racing. One reason that this is a huge setback, just as we started in 23, is that any future development with a design language that was developed by him, anyone who takes over that role is likely going to want to scrap it. Why? Uh, Just because it's going to be not something that they saw the vision moving forward with,
0: right? Uh, Yeah, yeah.
2: Imagine an Adrian Newey coming into someone else's concept. What is he going to do? Yeah. Completely scrap. Start from nothing. So we'll see. So that's a big loss. But I have a feeling that right after that first race being like Red Bull was turning the engine down <laughs> and we were 30 seconds off the pace and he was just like, that's it. And just out of there. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I, I can't imagine that with the timing of that, that that was unrelated. Um, and then executive res, uh, race manager was also let go. So this has all been since Binotto left and now Fred has taken over. So there are five of the executives of Ferrari that are gone.
0: Which is five out of like nine. Yeah, we'll say about nine. So we're not, yeah, we're kind of in the woods here. This yeah. is
1: kind of like, we talked about this last year, for feel like if you were running a F1 team like a business and you were to come in and, and like, we're getting rid of the weak points. Your team isn't working. You have bad employees. You get yeah. the, the bobs from Office Space. Yep. Yeah. What is it that you say you do here? Yeah. Well,
0: I, what does he say? <laughs> I don't know.
1: I just know that line. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I see Fred Vasura as like a boss, yeah. new boss <laughs> in a failing company and be like, we have to get back into the black. Right. No, I'm firing these people. Right. They're not working, which wow. is smart. That's business. Right. And especially when you have the powerhouse that you are at Ferrari, he can mm. hire anybody. Well, I mean, Red Bull seems to have the most hiring power in the world. They, don't they just take who they want from other teams? They do,
2: and it's because they have somewhat of that Ferrari mysticism to them, right? But they're in England, which makes them even that much more easy to get people because it's an English-speaking country. It's where most mm. of the Formula One teams are based. To move to Marinello is a big change for somebody who doesn't speak Italian. Mm. And so that is a little bit of like an engineering mm. issue for both Haas, Ferrari, also Sauber, who's based in Switzerland. That's actually
0: kind of crazy. Yeah. I've never it's thought like of like a that. little butterfly effect that actually could affect things really majorly if it's between Ferrari and Red Bull that people think, Well, I speak English.
1: I'm right. gonna go to Red Bull. It's like I want to live in England rather than Italy. Yeah. Yeah. It's gorgeous mm. in Italy. Right, well, I mean, I think yeah. I'm like, I'd rather live in Marinello, but... But, like, Benotto <laughs> never speaks English in Drive to Survive. No. He is adamant to speak Italian. Italian. <laughs> it's like Vladimir Putin. Okay, <laughs> he, only, he only
0: speaks Italian.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, like, uh, was it a big deal? I guess because Haas has a headquarters in Marinello, right? Right. Is that a... That's a big deal then? Yeah, because... And, and,
2: and keeping in mind as well that, like, Alpine is a French team. But where is Alpine headquartered? I don't know. In the UK. Oh. And so one of the things that's very interesting is that the teams that are not in the UK are considered the outliers in F1. Hmm. Because so many of them are. If you remember, there's a Top Gear as a small reference to it. Jeremy Clarkson stands on a hill in England. And he can point from that hill where all the Formula One teams are. Oh, they're that close together, like all in Valley, Silverstone yeah. area. Yeah, they're somewhat close to the racetrack. Wow. And so, so I think there's some that might be a little bit that's more remote. Crazy. It's pretty insane that they're really close together. And again, that's kind of the <laughs> that's kind of the engineering. Like that's the game of shuffling employees. That's really simple mm. for Aston Martin to be mm. like, yeah, I'm going to steal right. some top dogs.
1: Oh, that makes from a lot Red of Bull. sense. They don't have to move their family. It's the
0: same commute. Yeah. Right. It's the same thing in Silicon Valley. Right. Like, look on a map. Mm-hmm. Apple, HP, Oracle, Facebook. Yeah. They're within- like, Spitting
2: distance. Doritos.
0: Spitting distance of each other. Yeah. Yeah. Doritos, Frito-Lay, <laughs> Mars Bar, and Nestle. All the big tech companies. All the big ones. In Utah, we have Stouffer's. Uh, mountain West Foods, <laughs> mountain, <laughs> Foods. Mountain, mountain, mountain Foods,
2: Mountain Foods. Mountain, um, the Osmonds, Morton Salt Company. Yeah, yeah. Crushing it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, all that to say that that is a, a big factor in Ferrari's development. And over the years when they do hire somebody out of the UK or an American or whatever, that does become like a big decision for them. Do I move my family to Maranello?
0: Now, we're not really seeing much crosstalk between Haas and and Ferrari. They're right there next to each other. Obviously, they built that auxiliary plant there for their chassis when they became Haas Ferrari, but we're not really seeing interchange of staff from Ferrari to Haas yet. I would expect that to start happening once Haas has a little bit more performance under their belt, but there's not a lot of interchanging of stuff initially
2: right? just because of when they built that factory a lot of that was sort of the cost cap taking effect with ferrari so once they realized like oh you can't spend 400 million well how many employees do we need to let go but how many of them do we not want to let go okay send them to haas uh, i'll just let them go to haas yeah. and so a lot of that development mm-hmm. factory for so, haas in marinello was built off
1: of scuderia ferrari backbone Yeah. Here's a question. So Ferrari with Fred Vasour bringing in new people, what kind of trickle down will that have to Haas because we share a power unit with them? Right. right?
2: Uh, so far, the power unit- It's going to be the same. Is the same and okay. the people over the power unit are still the same. That hasn't changed. Again, Benotto was very involved in the power unit up mm-hmm. to this point. And so there is a big change at the top of that structure. But at the same time, we're not seeing anything too massive there. Plus the power unit changes in 26. Mm. So, and with that being kind of frozen for now, the main idea is just reliability gains as opposed to horsepower, which every team will gain horsepower just because that's the nature of
1: it. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: but yes, to your point, the, the power unit seems less affected. This is more on the chassis side so far.
1: Well, that's cool. Cool stuff coming out of Ferrari. I'm excited to see where that team goes. Yeah, for sure. I think it's unfortunate that we
2: won't probably see the fruits too quickly. We got to. Yeah, we want them to come real fast. But uh, also, actually, maybe just as a quick note, before as we change subjects, okay, yeah. I feel like we can't not talk about Mercedes' letter to the fans.
0: Oh, yeah, this was big news. Did you see this? I'm going to play the role of every man here.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Max, I would kind of want to hear your take on this first before I say anything.
1: I read it. I can paraphrase what I think I read. Yeah, go for <laughs> it. I, think that's all I mean, Mercedes basically wrote a letter to all their fans apologizing for their poor performance and the way they've engineered the car, and then they're going to make changes going forward. And it also came in a certain uh-huh. also came at the same time Lewis was kind of bad mouthing Mercedes for not listening to him. Right. Which is kind of like going against what we've learned about Mercedes, like their work as a team, everything is a team effort. Yeah. So Lewis to be kind of like outspoken against Mercedes is interesting. I was talking with a, a Mercedes fan, we were talking about the team principles. But what I, I like about this, I'll just say this, I guess, first. What I like about it is that if you look at what Bonota was doing last year, it was like they were failing and making bad calls and he wasn't admitting any fault or wrongdoing. Ferrari makes still no mistakes. I think right. Zach Brown, I don't know if he's kind of done anything, yeah. but Toto Wolff is like, okay, we've made a mistake. We recognize it. We're going to fix it. It's mm. like, right. that is incredibly different. It's, right. it's
0: incredible. And it's, it's incredibly different yeah. and it's very cool. But I also just to yeah. echo what I said last episode, mm-hmm. which is we've known this. Yeah. The like, car was bad last it's year. It's been bad since yeah. race one of last year. Mm-hmm. What, like genuinely, what what happened? Did they think it was good? No. Last it, year? Like it's really I don't understand too. this. It's really interesting too cuz a lot of people were saying
2: that the side pods make such a little difference because it's, it's uh, the magic is under the car or whatever and it's like yeah, but the car doesn't look like anyone else's mm-hmm. and it's not performing like anyone else's. Yeah. And it's like so at the end of the day, you can keep saying the side pods have no, f- you know, play nothing into this. And it seems like they do. I agree with you. It seems as though this was kind of an obvious call right. before we even got
0: to the track this year. Yeah, it's funny. It's just odd to me that Lewis is saying, all the, and not mm. to get too conspiracy about it, <laughs> but it's like, why now? Why is Lewis all of a sudden ready to, to huh. bring down the hurt on his team and they're announcing we're so sorry? It's like nothing changed. Right. Yeah. Like their performance did not change over the yeah. break from last year. So what is this? Uh, you know, if you want to be conspiracy theory, yeah. like, what's the move about? How are they changing hearts and minds mm. by doing it in this way? Right. Are they? Are they? Did they look at last year and they're like, we're going to start losing fans and decide that no matter what this next season looks like, we need to have a big come to Jesus mm. to retain fans? Like Ferrari, mm. like didn't
1: Does Ferrari the, has yeah. gone
0: has gone through all of this. Season of failure and has never made it an admission to to their fans. Yeah. And maybe they know something that Ferrari doesn't. They're like, "Well, let's have this big you come know. to Jesus moment." Lewis has a fit,
1: mm-hmm. and then that'll buy us some time. I don't know. Does this mean that Mercedes fans are fickle and just bandwagon? Maybe. I mean, Haas that fans are loyal. Yeah, and Wait. we <laughs> stick with Haas. And We're Ferrari fans hard. are pretty loyal too. They are. Well, the and Mercedes fans represents. just like, who's winning? Mercedes right? not anymore who's yep. winning right. and they go yeah. to Red Bull maybe that's what it is is Lewis a bandwagon fan yeah is he putting seeds of doubt out so another team can pick him up I mean we made a joke about him joining Red Bull on our Instagram and on Reddit well he's trying he's, he's trying. sliding into their DMs <laughs> and into his life he's it's just sliding
0: into his life <laughs> A part of
2: me wonders if they are, uh, you know, if, if there is a little bit of uh, theatrics on purpose, though, because this is Mercedes we're talking about.
0: Oh, yeah. It's like, are, are, they, are, they,
2: are they, are they, do they have something up their sleeve? Did they intentionally throw a race away right. just to
0: come back stronger? Oh, just God. because the, the, that way they could be like, <gasps> uh-huh. we're the best team. Oh. Like were did they did they sit over the break and just say we're losing fans. We need to in, we need to inject some drama here. Right. Netflix is paying us big money. Mm. Big money to show up and
2: have arguments with the other teams. Yeah.
1: If we got a fun competition out of nowhere with Red Bull, I'd be happy about
2: it. Right.
1: I'll take it, right. Oh. into a new little topic it is race week race, race week. i don't know if we have ever talked about it's jetta before right we have yes. jetta yeah that's what's happening this week question it's a night race no oh yeah yeah is it <laughs> yes is it how new is jetta this is it's, oh, it's been around race. for thousands
0: of years <laughs> <laughs> that
1: was a dumb question of course of course <laughs> it's okay, Okay. I, so this is the one I was thinking that's like, it's new. It's, it's pretty very new. Yeah. They've made changes
0: to the track. And let's not forget about last year. Yes. Wow. Yeah.
1: Why? What was last year?
0: The, a literal, Miss- literal warfare. <laughs> oh, this
1: was where the war was happening. Yes.
0: Actual warfare was happening. Yeah. Where
2: there was a strike on an oil facility. A missile strike about five miles from the track five ten miles something like that yeah crazy see the smoke from the circuit (laughs) they're pretty insane yeah so this is a third race the previous two races they didn't like the parking lot and so they tore it up and so everyone was just parking on dirt that's how new this circuit is this is also its third race in 16 months because they did the first race at Jetta at the end. That's what throws of me off. Previous it was year. very
1: end of the like circuit schedule last. Right, when it was first on. And then last year, articulate. <laughs> Yeah. That's why you're the host. Word, yeah. Max. That's Words. why you're the host, Max.
2: Have you been working with Lance Strollstrainer?
0: <laughs> ah, <laughs> oh, that's a
1: heavy burn. <laughs> yeah. Do we so, need to check your voltage? I, I, yeah, I need a charge.
2: Yes. Jeez. So anyways, this is uh, this is its third race in 16 months, which is nuts. Mm. They adjusted this the, uh, the racetrack a little bit this year. They pushed some of the walls back just to make sight lines a little better. The driver said that For they were camera. going... Not just for drivers. They said oh. that they were driving so blind, so quickly through some of the track mm. that they were like, if someone was sideways, they'd die. Like they, it wouldn't be good. So they've increased some visibility by pushing the walls back a little bit um, and
1: tightened nice. some corners and a few other things. So. It's a really tight, like kind of street circuity type of thing, right? Totally sounds tight. Yeah, it's super mm. tight. Well, I'm, I'm stoked. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be fun to see how all the different teams perform, especially Haas. Yeah, see how they do on like a street circuit style thing. It's completely different from corners. Lots of corners. Let's go, Haas. Yeah,
2: Bahrain is a track that has never been resurfaced, so degradation is super high at Bahrain, and this is a brand new track. Grip level is going to be different. It doesn't have super long straightaways. It's mostly a curvy, turny track, so we could see a completely different race from what we saw last week.
1: Do we have any inkling of how Haas can perform?
2: Well, you know, I honestly, it's just tough to say, yeah, because it's th- like right now we we don't know what kind of car likes the mm-hmm. high grip corner.
0: But we are historically good on street.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, this will be exciting. Yeah. Yeah, make sure you tune in somewhere to watch the race. And if you haven't seen a race, this will be a phone night race. You might be able to see it at yeah. a good time.
0: Yeah, for those of you that are holding out, and we mm-hmm. know that you're out there because we're talking to you. We know that yeah. there's a lot of listeners that we have that... Actually, just listen to the podcast and watch highlights, and haven't watched an entire race. Sam, great first, ra- <laughs> <laughs> great first race. Yeah. Tune in on uh, what? I ESPN don't know. Too? Yeah, I watch it on ESPN
1: two and ESPN or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But you can get through YouTube or yeah there's Hulu. Some, yeah, like yeah. the F one app is pretty yeah, if you pony and pretty up for pretty cheap. the F one app. Yeah, yeah. Get a free trial,
0: give it a shot.
1: Yeah, yeah. Tubi.
0: Tubi. Oh, Tubi. I, I've never
1: used all Industry of these leader. things. Yeah. All of these platforms sponsor us, so <laughs> that's why we named them. Isn't that how that works? You just yeah. say their name, and, and they said and they will appear. <laughs> yeah. Feel the dreams, baby. Yeah, yeah. Well, shifting gears, we want to talk about Fernando Alonso. Fernando. Why? Ooh, he's just a spicy, of Spanish guy. So spicy. I I don't know tons about him. What I've gathered. Is that he can be like tough to work with? I've also seen a lot the of highlights. to work with, right? It, like I guess, yeah. Like I don't know. George Russell's up here, <laughs> not because he's difficult, <laughs> just personality wise. It's, it's, <laughs> it's just hard.
0: It's not a little. It's not that he's hard to work with. It's just hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly like behind closed doors uh, stuff.
1: I got it. Uh, we'll try and put. Uh, there's this F1 positive video of like the driver's getting on the shuttle for the driver parade. Did I show you it? I think I did. And George <laughs> Russell is like, has this swagger as oh, he's getting on the thing. God. He's in the front. And then he has his shades on. And then he even does like a little, like a, like a shoulder shimmy. Oh, and he's next to yeah. Carlos Sainz, I feel. And Carlos Sainz is just naturally cool. Yeah. Yeah. And George Russell feels like he's almost doing the Tobey Maguire finger guns <laughs> as he's getting on this thing. I was like,
0: guys, uh, what is this?
1: Yeah.
0: He's just hard. They don't. They don't have <laughs> cool classes in England. No, just, no they don't. The coolest guy he can think of is like Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> 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 he's like,
1: I could be like him. I could do that. <laughs> okay, oh gosh. I love it. Um, but Fernando <laughs> Alonso, I've seen also lots of highlights of him celebrating wins, and he's just. A dancing, funny, Rah! crazy guy. Yeah, just so, insane.
2: What should we know about Alonso? Let's begin at the beginning. He was born in Espana. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Poor Espana.
1: Interesting.
2: He's a very Espana. Um, Where in Espana? Yeah, I don't know. You know, somewhere in Spain, somewhere important. It's actually important for Spanish people. Okay, let's find out. Let's see. Oviedo. Obie- and uh, was began kart racing at the age of three. Oh.
1: Jeez. Yeah, real early. He's been racing so long. Three? Yeah. How do you put a three-year-old in a go-kart? Whoa. They have some
2: really cool footage, actually, okay. of Fernando when he was like a toddler in a go-kart. It's insane. Crap,
1: man. And like,
2: I don't know how, uh, you know, he's probably, a,
0: what, he's a little older than me. He's 40-something he spent years of his, of his motorsport career wetting the bed. Right. <laughs> That's incredible. If he's anything like me, he spent like a good 15, 16 years. <laughs> you were that friend that showed up at sleepovers <laughs> with a sleeping bag. Just a, uh, just a garbage bag. <laughs> <laughs> to put, to put inside the sleeping bag. Oh, good protective
2: good. sleeve. Yeah. They were like, we're not going to let you, <laughs> you let this we're down. we let, let you near any porous surfaces. <laughs> yeah so (laughs) so fernando was (laughs) the age of three as he began racing and kind of another thing that's interesting too is that there is a really good docuseries that they did with him on amazon prime Mm. and it they only did a couple of seasons that i think they only did two um but it was still really cool to watch it did dakar with him and a few other
1: things that like indy 500 stuff because what about the thing about alonzo is he's just dying to race anything all the time, right? Yeah. So he's done some cool endurance racing, right. long crazy rally racing, and he's awesome. he's done Dakar. He's
2: won Le Mans. He's won Daytona, uh, Rolex 24 Hour of Daytona. Has competed in the so cool. Indianapolis 500. Was top three. When his Honda engine gave up. An Indy. An Indy 500. Wow. Yeah, his engine gave out. And here's what was amazing is that during the Honda period of McLaren, Honda and McLaren had kind of come to this understanding that the car was struggling. And so, Fernando said, fine, whatever. This year, I'm going to skip Monaco and I'm going to run Indy 500. And you're going to let me do that. And McLaren said, Okay.
1: And Formula One. Wow. And so he's took
2: a he he missed Monaco. They they had someone sub in for him. Just because he's like, that'll be a crap race. It's just
1: because of the engine. We're not competitive, it doesn't matter. That's that's crazy. We need more of that. Yeah. Just I wanna drive. Yeah. Give me a freaking car and yeah. a track.
2: And and he wants to be competitive beyond all things, right? So that's the other factor here. And so it's basically I think it was either yeah, it was 2017, and that was the one with uh, with 21 laps to go. He was in third, and the engine gave up. Oh, oh, and he climbed out of that car, and it's like here. Here's the other kicker: it was a McLaren chassis with a Honda engine, <laughs> <laughs> same setup as Formula same One setup, and so he was just climbed out of the car, fuming like not even this one can get to the finish line.
1: <laughs> it was
2: unbelievable. I was watching and I couldn't believe it. Classic yeah. McLaren. It was unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. So, one Ouch. of his more epic moments. So, but but even before that Fernando Alonso is one of the few unfortunate souls, if, if we're going to Little Mermaid, poor unfortunate souls that have been captured by Ferrari and said, we can win a championship together and then completely let them down. Ferrari, Ferrari and Fernando Alonso are actually probably almost more of the example of that than Sebastian and Ferrari.
1: Wow. Oh no, Kimi got his championship with Ferrari. He's the last He's one. He's the last one. Yeah. In 2007 which
2: was Fernando. because of Fernando and Lewis's <laughs> fight.
1: <laughs> Fernando. So, Fernando started at Renault, went so. to yeah. McLaren.
2: Yes, so he started at Renault, was crazy fast. That car was really well put together. He won two championships back-to-back with Renault. He moved to McLaren and raced with Lewis as a teammate on Lewis's rookie season and it was a wash. It was like brand new team essentially at that point neither driver had driven for McLaren at that point and the divide between the two was so intense that it became a convincing game of each side of the garage of who needed to be the number one driver at McLaren and so the engineers and mechanics and everything it created a divide in the team that was like they were different teams. Really? And so and it was because Lewis was essentially politicizing his side of the garage just as aggressively as as Fernando Alonso was. It was McLaren pretty competitive? At so that they were stage, both yes.
1: Had a really good chance. Yes,
2: it, as one of the stories that we referred to last year. Gotcha. Fernando blocked Lewis in a <laughs> qualifying session because Lewis had blocked Fernando earlier in another race. And
0: refer to season one. Yeah, I love it. And dummy. so the exchange, <laughs> the exchange <laughs> just got Hashtag heated dummy. and worse, <laughs>
2: and nothing seemed. To stop them from fighting.
0: They were turning their garages against each other, too.
2: And because of the volatility, they no one consistently won or podiumed races. And so they handed Kimi
1: the championship.
0: <laughs> and- Wait, so Ferrari is not that legendary?
1: No. Not since Michael Schumacher, really. Right. Which, that's almost...
2: 90s, ancient history 90s yeah. it was yeah they did through the 2000s as well but it was it, it has been a while yeah. and 2007 being kimmy's championship was literally lewis and fernando tied for second
1: i mean wouldn't that be great if max and Checo ended up doing that i someone else poked through if alonzo poked through this is what everyone's wanting <laughs> we through. can make that
0: happen we can make Alonso <laughs> poke through <laughs> You just need one little event to happen it's just, the lead pipe.
2: Uh, <laughs> We've referred to Nancy Kerrigan. Uh, if for those of you who can't Google that on your own, this is a ice skater story from the 1980s.
0: Watch uh, I, Tanya, And I,
2: we
1: don't talk about ice skating, Mike. I'm yeah. just saying you guys called Nancy Kerrigan and I was like, <laughs> people don't know who this is. <laughs> they do now.
2: Thanks to the Haas boys.
1: So Fernando gets lured into Ferrari. He does. And they just don't win. He went from
2: McLaren back to reno for one series for once one season that season was Crashgate. oh so again refer to season one dummies <laughs> there was <laughs> fernando's teammate intentionally crashed during the singapore grand prix which gave fernando the one win of the season that the team would get mm. later would come out that he did it intentionally and the team made him do it and they banned, but
0: Fernando didn't know anything ambulatory. about it. No, not a
2: word. Wink, yeah. wink. He never even heard about it. <laughs> then after that, he goes to Ferrari from 2010 to 2014, which was a four-year letdown. And through all four of those years, Sebastian Vettel was world champion with, with Red Bull. Wow. You might have seen a GIF. Or a picture of the thousand yards stare of Fernando Alonso with his visor up in the rain. That's right, <laughs> and a Ferrari overall. <laughs> uh, what's <laughs> that from? It's from Brazil, and it was admitting defeat. That he so narrowly missed out on the well, championship. What were the circumstances from Sebastian? So that is something that, uh, if we uh, somewhat, because um, I see
1: that <laughs> I do see that as a meme all over the Reddits. The background story of that is worth a a tell. So in 2012, the championship
2: was coming down to the wire between Sebastian and Fernando Alonso. They go to Interlagos to race for the final race of the year. The race starts, and on lap one, Sebastian is involved in an accident that he partially blames Mark Webber for, who kind of blocked him out from being able
0: to take the lead. Which I, wouldn't be surprising because they were fighting. They hated each other. Oh, okay. teammates that despise each other. Day. Love yeah, that. exactly.
2: So Mark Webber and Sebastian did not get along, <laughs> and so Mark forces him out. He drops a few positions, ends up getting in an accident with Bruno Senna, who is a nephew to Ayrton Senna, who was racing at the time. Mm-hmm. Put a big hole in the side pod of the race car. Sebastian looked like he and he was facing backwards. It looked like his race was done. And it was Alonso's championship to win at that point it was coming down to this race he, it was in his, his head he's won he has won in his head for sure and basically as the race proceeds mark weber continues to be a pain in the butt he's blocking <laughs> sebastian trying to make it as difficult as possible for him to to win and fernando gets past mark with a breeze he doesn't block him wow. doesn't do anything oh. and then he's holding up sebastian trying to ruin his race goes three wide with him at one point just literally driving him nuts sebastian ultimately finishes ahead of him the race finishes it is mclaren's last win before daniel ricardo won
1: oh wow 2012 that long ago it was
2: that long ago <laughs> okay yeah okay. So Lewis wins the race. Jensen Button takes second and third. Actually, Sebastian never gets past Mark. Mark Webber gets third. So he's the last podium pos- position. Sebastian finishes fourth. Felipe Massa fifth, which is uh, his teammate, which is Fernando Alonso's teammate at Ferrari. And then Fernando Alonso finishes eighth. And so the thousand miles stare is staring down the barrel of <laughs> Sebastian's win with a car that had a hole in the side and his teammate that was doing everything in his power to stop him from winning the championship and Fernando. Ultimately, just bad strategy, Ferrari, typical things. Uh, Didn't end up getting anywhere near the podium. And the point difference was just so minimal. So minimal. And I think it was eight here. I can guarantee it. I believe a three-point deficit between Sebastian and Fernando.
0: Ooh, I want more championships like
2: that. That is gut-wrenching. Just horrendous (laughs) for poor Fernando, who would put in such a good, valiant effort with Ferrari. And one of the things that's so hard about this four-year period is that it was just mild little foul-ups and strategy and things Mm. like that that took Fernando away from winning from Vettel, mm-hmm. and at this time, this is one of those things where I'm like, ah, you guys know me. I love Sebastian. He's one of my freaking favorite drivers ever. During this period, I wanted to punch him because he just became that annoying winner. Yeah, it just became like, oh, you don't even enjoy this anymore. Yeah, you know, the Sebastian of Ferrari is where I became his biggest supporter. <laughs> is because when he won, it was like, yeah, yeah. you know, it was such a fight. However, uh, there's something about being a Ferrari driver that fails that makes some, a driver so endearing. And I think that this is why I like Fernando. <laughs> yeah,
0: he went through the factory. He
2: really went through the refining fires of Ferrari and came out on the other side without a championship. And that year was definitely the closest he got to having his third title.
0: So has he been competitive ever since?
2: No, because then the next... So following in 2015, Fernando joined McLaren Honda uh, and that's following his Ferrari term. And then the car was extremely uncompetitive and extremely unreliable. And
0: catch, catch listeners up to this point.
2: So at that stage... That was, he bounced. Yeah, so he stayed there. He was there
1: for four years. And then bounced. It was garbage. It was just trash. And that's that was, when he tried... Like endurance cocaine. racing, oh, cocaine, Dakar. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I thought that was going somewhere else.
2: <laughs> so he retired from McLaren after four years of uncompetitive racing and said, "I'm done with Formula One. I'm taking a break."
1: And then it was just like Alpine that brought him back only two years ago, right? Right. And now he's at Aston Martin. Yep. And it could be exciting. We it have a be. yeah, he's already on a podium. I would love to see him shake things up.
2: And Fernando Alonso is the only driver on the grid since turbo hybrid was introduced to race with each power unit. He has all four under his belt is oh, wow. the Renault, Mercedes, Ferrari,
1: and Honda. He is the avatar. He has now mastered every <laughs> he element. element. He knows every
2: single one of those babies and now. He
1: is now ready to win. Yes, and
2: honestly, I just, I feel like this year, the battles that he had with Lewis in the past, I'm just like, come on Mercedes, just yeah. match Aston Martin because yeah. if if we're not going to see something at the front, Give me something there. Yeah. The the Louis Alonso battle would be so great
1: to see again. And I would love to see him dance around. That's why I'm rooting for him. I (laughs) want to see exciting podium celebrations.
0: And this guy feels like a real racer. Real racer. Half of these drivers Mm -hmm. seem, they're like half male model, half Mm -hmm. PR guy. Half racer, right? Half Pierre Gasly, half Charles Leclerc. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for real. That's 150%
1: there. <laughs> but but Alonso is <laughs> one guy that I'm like, he's just a race car driver. Yeah. We mentioned last week, he uh, thinks drives with 25% of his brain and strategizes with the other 75. Right. It's like, because he's do, been doing it since he's three apparently. Yeah it's his real world. This is like what he is doing. Like, how this do you say? This is life. This is his life. Everything else is a hobby. Yeah, he's not He's not thinking about his
0: Instagram posts. Yeah. He's not thinking this about is, his fashion. He's a cool racer. Right. He's a driver he's, to the, he's the core. He's a legit racer. Yeah, and I think that that's, that's
2: one of the reasons why we want to see him competitive. It's just, he deserves yeah. it. I would love to see
1: that. Well, thanks for talking about that today. Yeah, be excited for the race this week. Always follow us on Instagram. Tell us about your tell us about your friends, and then tell your <laughs> friends about us. <laughs> and for anybody that tells us about their <laughs> friends next week, we will
0: feature one of your friends, and that's yeah. not a bluff. Yeah, it's <laughs> not a bluff. We'll talk about your friends.
1: Um, but Haas for life. Send us questions. Rate us. Review us. Share us. Subscribe. Woo! Thank you, guys. Bye, Haas boys. <laughs>
2: Podcast. Podcast. I think what you meant to say was smokehouse.